Okay, let's do this once again. This is Missionary Enterprises, uh, Missionary Aid International, in association with Zoel, Zoel, Embassy, Port Harcourt, Nigeria, Africa. And uh, this is actually called Born into the Family of God, or How to Walk in the Fullness of Your Sonship, or The Walk of Sonship. Really, I focused on the first part of this title here, Born into the Family of God, and really, uh, my introduction here, the word sons, because uh, sonship, uh, sons of God, the word son or sons or sonship has been a type of stumbling block for many uh, because of their ignorance, uh, because it sounds like it's referring to the male gender excluding the female gender. Oh no, we've excluded the women in the church. Well, some people do, but I don't, and God doesn't. <laughs> All right, but nothing could be further from the truth since in the Greek, <laughs> It carries no gender, therefore meaning sons and daughters. Uh, example, Romans 8.14. That's where the word sons is used. Uh, all those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You think he's just, Paul is only referring to, or by the Spirit is only referring to men? <laughs> no, 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 no. Anybody, any human being, male and female. All right. So this teaching will complement and go hand in hand with some of the things I had taught in our four-day conference with the same brothers and sisters, especially on the last day, day four, regarding the indwelling spirit and our sonship. All right. So the moment we're conceived in our mother's womb, in the natural, we're being prepared and getting ready to be born into a specific family. All right. Every family upon this earth is a different is different regarding culture, religions, beliefs, yes, etc. All of this in context with generational trees, genealogies, family trees, pedigree charts, etc. And that is a huge reality, and we need to get a hold of this. Um, with every family, you will have more or less different kinds of rights, benefits, privileges. Some of us are born into a family that has better privileges and benefits. Uh, such as better income, better bank accounts, let's just be honest here, better vocations compared to others. Yet, when it comes to being born into God's family, we all have the very, very same rights, the very same benefits, same privileges, because we have the same nature. We have the same nature. We have the very same God. Imagine that, millions of people on this earth <laughs> having one father, one father, the same father, the same Lord, the same elder brother, Jesus, because they have the same nature as Jesus had, all right? Some children are born into a family with a father or mother as a doctor or a lawyer, uh, you know, up there, you know, yet some children are born into a family where the father's an alcoholic and abuses the children and the mother as well. Unfortunately, that's because of the fall of man. This is not God's doing. God don't go around putting children in different families. No, he doesn't do that. Some people teach that in the church. It's wrong. It's false. When it comes to sonship, those of us who are born again, etc., born of incorruptible seed, born of God, need to realize that we get our sonship from Jesus, all right, who is God's firstborn son from the dead. All right, yet Jesus was not God's firstborn son, as we will see, all right? Let's begin with the genealogy of the second Adam, the son of God according to his humanity. So, the genealogy of Jesus, the second Adam, God's firstborn son from the dead, traced all the way back to God's original son. I'm not going to read all of this, all right? But you'll start at Luke 3, chapter 3, 23 
to 38. I'm just going to read 23 and 38 because those are the two key verses in all of this, but I encourage all of you to read the whole thing. 23, Jesus himself, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli. All right? So then you go 24 all the way to 37. All right? And I think it stops there, verse to 29, and then that's where the next image is going to come in. Now we start from 30 all the way to 38. Let's go to 38, the son of Enos, Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam. This is the clinger. This is the humdinger, the son of God. Adam, Adam, Adam. Yes, Adam was God's first son. Whew. All right, note, the, key, the two key verses in all of this are verse 23 and verse 38 regarding the second, the last, the new Adam, and the first, the original Adam. All right, so God's first son and then God's firstborn son from the dead mm -hmm, to replace the other son, the first son, because what he did, the big doo-doo he did. <laughs> it's more than that, but anyhow. Note, we need to understand verse 23 in context with the incarnation as well as Colossians 1.18. I've already mentioned this, but let's read it. He also, he also is the head, Jesus, of his body, the church, seeing he, Jesus, is the beginning, the firstborn, first to be born from among the dead, so that he alone in everything and in every respect might occupy the chief place, stand first and be preeminent. He wants that. He, he deserves it. There's nobody else that deserves this position as much as Jesus did and does because of everything that he is and everything that he's accomplished for us. All right? Mm. We're going to give an account. The world and the church. Big time. As New Testament saints, our sonship is founded upon the sonship of Jesus, but the foundation for sonship, this whole, this whole theme of sonship, is back in Genesis, of course, the book of beginnings, the Garden of Eden, Luke 3.38, all right? And where it says in Genesis that God had created God, God had created Adam in his own image, right? Yeah. Adam lost his sonship by losing God's image, and when he lost his sonship, he lost the family of God, God as his father, and began his own family apart from God, meaning a lost family or a lost human race of human species. Very, 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 very sad. Immediately after the fall of man, after the fall of Adam, every human being born via procreation was born without the image of God. Very bad. Born spiritually dead, born in the wrong family, born into the family of Adam in his fallen state, meaning not born into the family of God. We got to get that straight. And even though we were originally in the family of God, yes, we were. Uh, anyone not born with God's image does not belong to God but to the God of this world. I just made a post on that. You need to be born of God in order to belong uh, to the family of God and in heaven, all right? And if you're not, you're born into the wrong family and uh, to the God of this world. He's your father and the lake of fire is your home for eternity. Note, think about this. Little innocent babies are actually born spiritually dead with the sin nature, sin and death nature. Yes, they are. Yet they get into heaven if they die before the age of accountability. Every human being born upon the earth is born into the wrong family compared to the family of God if they want to get into heaven, all right? Which is why we need to be born all over again, all over again. 
So let's look at Genesis 3, 22 to 24. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, uh, yes, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Don't want to get into that right now. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden. God booted out of the garden. God booted out of the family uh, to till the ground from which he was taken. So God drove out the man. He drove out his son. Yeah, he did. He's no longer his son. He's the man. He's no longer his son. All right. And he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden, the cherubim, flaming sword, which turned every way to keep and guard the way uh, the way to the tree of life. Yeah, no, Adam, you're not going to touch this tree. You had the opportunity to touch it. You had, to, you had the opportunity to eat from it every day, if there was days back then, but you had the opportunity to eat all you wanted. You'd be, you, you can become a glutton when it comes to the tree of life. He wouldn't have stopped you. No, he wouldn't have never put any weight on, nothing like that. Wow, yeah. So note, Adam should have eaten from the tree of life before he fell. Yes, and not after. And he would have never died spiritually, but lived spiritually alive forever. Therefore, God as Adam's father and had no other choice in the matter but to throw him out of the family. God drove out his own son for for the, for the sake of his son and for the sake of humanity. Because it says right there that he would, if you eat from this tree of life and live forever in his fallen state, there would have been no hope for redemption for man. All right? So he did us a huge favor. Most people don't get this. All right? Why? Because they don't pray enough. They don't spend enough time with their father. Genesis 5, 1 to 3. This is huge. This is the book of the generations of the offspring of Adam when God created man. He made him, created him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, bless them, and named them both Adam. And at this time, they were created, mankind. When Adam was had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness after his image, and he named him Seth. Note, in these three short verses, we are introduced to a transference of images, I call it, as well as a transference of families, uh, transference of images, transference of nature, transference of families from an incorruptible image of incorruptible family, family that has no corruption in it, verse 1 and 2, to a corrupt image, to a corrupt family, verse 3. Mm. And we're still, we're still breeding corrupt families every day, every day, every day. Born again, let's look at this. Born again, recreated into the family of God. This is the good news, right? To be born all over again and this time into the family of God is the greatest family mm, to be born into since this family is sinless, without corruption too. It has no disease, no sickness. It has no poverty. Wow, yet after all these years and centuries, this is still a great mystery. It was for me for quite a few years after I got saved. For many of us, yet this should not be the case because God has made this available since the cross. It's been around for 2,000 years at least. Depends what, what calendar you go by. Anyhow, the family of God is impeccable, flawless, beyond reproach. Yes, and some. All of this is part of the benefits, the rights, the privileges based upon the second Adam, Jesus, who is the sinless one. He was the one. He's beyond reproach. He's the one. And then once we get his nature, then we have, we're just like Jesus in our spirit, but not our soul. Mm. And this is why ultimately God had to give us another Adam in order to start a new race to replace the first Adam. 
uh, to start a new humanity as well as a new family upon the earth called, well, first of all, the church. Matthew 16, 18, just give you some references here. The body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. The new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The temple of God, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17. The bride of Christ, Revelations 19, 7 and 9. The Israel of God, Galatians 6, 16. The children of God, uh, my, my underlining is too dark. Uh, the sons of God, Romans 8, 14. The children of light, Ephesians 5, 8 and the salt, uh, salt and light of the world, Matthew 5, 13 to 14. These are all examples, names regarding the, the same team as the family of God, all right? So making a new birth or the new birth available, available to everyone that is still in union with the first Adam in his fallen state in which this new birth is also called born of incorruptible seed, 1 Peter 1, 23, born of the spirit john 3 6 born from above john 3 3 born again john 3 7 born of the divine nature second peter 1 4 born of god first john 4 7. this is huge this is stuff we got to meditate on and confess yes every day stop watching sports <laughs> stop watching uh, bad preaching you know Key verses regarding the family of God. All right, let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. For we are fellow workmen with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You're God's building. The note, God's building is God's temple. That's part of the family of God. That's another way of saying you're part of God's family. Galatians 6, 10. So then as occasion and opportunity open up to us, let us do good to all people, not only being useful and profitable to them, but also doing what is for their spiritual good. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. Note, household of faith equals those who believe what God believes, family of God. All right, this is all synonymous regarding the family of God. Ephesians 2.10, this is huge. Uh, for God's work, we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship created, recreated in Christ Jesus, that we may do those good works with God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taken paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Amen. Note, the part of us that is his workmanship is our recreated spirit, new nature, Titus 3, 5. This is the part of us that was originally created in God's image since God is spirit and we are spirit soul and body but we're spirit first all right the real me you can't see me this is just my carcass this is just my body and my soul speaking Ephesians 2 15 another huge one by abolishing in his own crucified flesh the enmity uh, uh, caused by the law and its decrees and ordinances uh, which he annulled, that he from the two might create in himself one new man, one new quality of humanity, amplified out of the two, so making peace. Note, one new man equals one new race equals one new family. There are only two races. There are only two, two. Oh, that's four, but two, all right? All right, that's your thumbnail there, David. Uh, families upon the earth, where are we, 20, whatever, okay, upon the earth, heaven is reserved for those who are born into the family of God. I made a post on this recently. See how the mind, the renewed mind works? 
Ephesians 2.19, therefore you are no longer outside, mm -hmm, excluded from the rights of citizens, but you are now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart of himself, and you belong to God. That's what I said. You're born of God uh, to belong. You got to be born of God to belong to God, God's own household. We got a lot of key words here, rights, citizenship, belong, God's and household. These should be underlined. Sometimes David doesn't do it. Anyhow, that's why I'm pointing them out. Ephesians 2.22 again. We're still in Ephesians. Huge in there. In Christ, uh, you yourselves also are being built up into the structure with the rest to, f to form a fixed abode. That's a dwelling place of God by the Spirit. That's part of the family of God. All right? Yes, Philippians 3.20, but we are citizens, all right, of the state which is in heaven, and from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the word citizens, the words heaven, where is the family of God? It's in heaven. It's on earth, but ultimately it's in heaven. We're citizens. That's our citizenship, our new citizenship, right? Let's look at 1 Timothy 3.15. Paul says, if I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God. In the household of God. i got to watch my thin here, my, my chin. It goes off sometimes. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay the prop and the support of the truth. Huge verse. I'll be teaching on this stuff uh, down the road. Note, in this verse, we are told that the house of God is the church of God. Therefore, every time we come across the word church in the New Testament, we can also add the word household and we can add the word family because it's all synonymous, all right? Just the, the Holy Spirit has given us all these different terminologies to describe one thing, all right? It's huge, all right? Let's look at Hebrew. This is a big one here. Hebrews 3, 2 to 6. All right, um, see how faithful he was to him who appointed him as Moses was also faithful in the whole house of God. There you go, family. Yet Jesus had been considered worthy of much greater honor and glory than Moses, just as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. So every family has a house, most of them anyhow, right? I'm in a house right now. Yeah, it's my family's house. Yeah, my dad's. It was my dad. I don't even take credit for it. It's, it's his. Still his. He's gone. He's in heaven. For of course, every house is built and furnished by someone, but the builder of all things and the furnisher of the entire equipment of all things is God. So we got the word house again. And Moses certainly was faithful in the administration in all God's house. Yeah. As a ministering servant. Yeah, wasn't a son yet. No. In his entire ministry, he was put, but a testimony to the things which were to be spoken, the revelation to be given after in Christ, God's firstborn son from the dead. But Christ was faithful over his father's house, there you go, sonship, as a son. Uh, and it is we who are also now members of this house family, if we hold fast, if we hold fast, huh? and firm to the end, uh oh our joyful and exultant, confident, and sense of triumph in our hope. Uh, yeah, so first note, the word house is mentioned seven times, amplified. Note again, if we hold fast and firm 
to the end. Oh, what does that mean? Verse 6 could imply walking away from your salvation, walking away from the family of God, walking away from your Savior, Jesus, therefore losing your salvation. And in losing your salvation, you lose heaven. And in losing heaven, you gain hell. So some people walk away from the family of God. People don't believe in that. Some people don't believe in that. They teach against that. You can't, you can't walk away from your salvation. How can you? You know, a lot of people do. All right, hell is full of people that have walked away from the family, as people do in the natural. All right, First Peter two nine to ten. But you are a chosen race. Key words: a royal pre -war, pre priesthood. Woo. Key word: a dedicated nation. Key word: all family of God, God's own purchase, special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you're pitied and have received mercy. Verse 10, a note. Verse 10 tells us clearly that there was a time when we're not a part of God's family. Back in the garden, Adam was given the choice to remain in God's family or leave it. Basically, all right, in uh, with dire consequences, and he chose to leave, all right? Or he chose to not listen to Papa or not believe Papa, his own creator. And we are still given that choice today via our free moral agency, the law of sowing and reaping. The family of God has rules and regulations. Yes, it does. I hear people all the time, the Christianity is not about rules and regulations. Well, it's not about that, but there are, they are, they, they are in there. Boy, read the Bible that we need to abide by like every, every other family in the natural. Absolutely. One of the greatest verses the Lord showed me, opened up to me, so that I could understand my sonship is found in John 20, 17. This was huge. I remember Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Uh huh. But go to my brethren, not my disciples, my brethren, they're not born again yet, but they're about to be born again. And tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. All right? Obviously, Jesus said this according to his humanity. All right? Uh, final note. Your skin color or the nation you were born in no longer matters since what matters is to be born with the new nature you receive the moment you are born of God. My mother, my own mother, uh, who just turned 94 not too long ago, is my sister in Christ. She really is. I talked to her as my mom and as my sister, since she has the very same nature that I have in our union with Christ being our elder brother. Jesus is not only her savior, he's not only my savior, he's also our elder brother. So, if, since he's our elder brother, she's my sister because she has that same nature. So, as I finish all my videos, I encourage all of you to walk in the fullness of your sonship. There you go, by learning to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God. Why? Because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. Shalom and amen.